Old South. Welcome to our home in Roslindale. Our homes tell the stories of who we are and how we live. Our furniture and our decorating, our photos and our collections show how we live and what we value. We invest in our homes. We update, we remodel, we fix broken furnaces and dishwashers and ovens. We landscape and we plant gardens. We work to shape our homes into places that feel comfortable and look beautiful to us. These days, many of us spend a lot of time in our homes. People see inside our homes in ways that they never did before. We are holding meetings and interviews in our living rooms and kitchens. We are remaking bedrooms into offices and even classrooms. We are, whether we like it or not, inviting people in to see who we are and how we live. The ways that we live and what we value are also shown in the way we spend our money. Are you a checkbook balancer? A spender? A saver? I believe that our money, the money that my husband Jay and I earn together, can wield a great deal of power. Our budget will tell you the story of who we are and what we value. Jay and I began to share our money 11 years ago when we moved in together. We shared all the bills and then we each got our own chunk to spend as we saw fit. I used some of my chunk to fund my classroom, supplies, Doctors Without Borders, my local NPR station, and a little bit to Old South. I was raised with the idea of giving money to church each month, but as a young adult, I wanted my money to be out changing the world, not only paying for salary and building upkeep, which is what I assumed my church donations went to. I gave to organizations that I felt really represented me. I had a strong identity as a public school teacher and as an NPR listener. I could see myself in my mind's eye carrying an NPR tote bag filled with children's books. Giving all my money to church somehow just didn't seem as powerful. As Jay and I gained a mortgage and then kids, we had less in that chunk of our own money to spend. We had to decide jointly how to spend almost every cent of our money. We had to really come to an agreement about how much to donate. I had the wild desire to donate 10% of our monthly take-home budget. Jay was not so sure about sending so much money out the door. That would have paid for our mortgage and childcare and not that much left over. Instead of chasing a specific percentage, we discussed what things and places we needed and wanted to support. I then felt obligated to give more money to Old South every month because it was our church and I loved it. I did Bible study there with Jay and I served on a committee However, I felt it was essential to spend money on my classroom. Teaching was an even bigger part of who I was. I love my work and I feel called to it. I felt that our purchases of books and classroom supplies would make a true difference in the lives of my students and in their futures. We gave some money to Old South, but even more to my classroom. In a couple more years, as daycare costs lowered for us and we earned more money, we were able to move a little closer to that 10%. Jay chose an organization for disabled veterans that was important to him to add to our monthly donation. We had both become accustomed to giving away some of our earnings and it became easier with practice to grow that amount each year. This practice helped us to be in communication about how we spent and why. We learned to set goals for spending, saving and giving. 
the last few years, I found that during each Epiphany season, I felt called to increase our donation to Old South. I was increasingly more involved, and our children were being raised in the church. Sam and Eli were giving money each week as well. Old South was becoming a bigger part of my identity. God was calling me to put my treasure where my heart was. As it stands now, we are just shy of that 10% mark, and Old South gets the biggest chunk by far. There is so much that ties our family to Old South that would explain that monthly gift that we make. We worship there every week. I teach Sunday school. My kids go to godly play. I am part of a dear and wonderful small group that is one of my greatest blessings. Our small group has met for four years in my dining room and now on Zoom. We have wonderful ministers and our church building is beautiful. Even during the closure of our physical church, we've remained connected. These days, church is on my laptop in the living room floor. Eli and Sam decorate their offering envelopes and mail them in. Sam and Eli play around me, just like they did in real church, and wait to hear the Amen, signaling the kids' part. Sam often comes running downstairs yelling, Eli, Pastor Sean is on! We could all name a thousand things that we love about Old South. There are also a thousand things to love about NPR, or Doctors Without Borders, or Homes for Our Troops. My reason for putting Old South to the top of the list is because it tells the story of who I am. My neighbors, my coworkers, friends, family, even Facebook connections know about my church because I tell them my church's name, where to find it in the city, and what my church is doing in the world. Our children are church kids who tell their classmates that it's almost baby Jesus' birthday and they write letters to their ministers.